great win for the Jazz. Loved it. Um, kind of expected with how many injuries the Nets had. Um, so I don't know how much I want to dig into this one. Like, honestly, if that was the team that the Nets brought out every single night, the Nets would be the worst team in the league <laughs> because they had none of their stars. Um, like, yeah, just not a good team. They had Joe Harris. He played five minutes. They took him out. I'm not sure. Like, I, I missed the beginning of the game, and I think that's when they decided to take him out. So I'm not sure if they're just like, okay, we're going to lose this game. Let's give Joe Harris mainly a break tonight or if he got hurt or or whatever happened. But um, for the Nets, at least, hopefully they got some benefit seeing a lot of their uh, younger players and players who don't normally get great minutes uh, play and see how they play against a high-quality team like this. Um, but honestly, it was just all good for the Jazz. I will say for the first, what was it like, five or six minutes of the of the second quarter the jazz could just not hit a shot uh, i said I, I so i missed the first few minutes of the first quarter but what i did watch in the first quarter the jazz couldn't miss uh, i saw jordan clarkson and joe ingles miss a couple on the first quarter and i just kind of felt like they were forcing those shots um and then the second quarter just no one could hit anything which is weird until donovan mitchell came back in and then things got going again so cool um I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think about the win? Those of you who are here, I don't know. It was, it was a blowout. The Nets were were just injured. No one good played for them, really. Um, so I'll take the win. Easy win for the Jazz. And and the Jazz could just be dominant. I'll honestly, um, I, well, I won't skip the team stats. I'll go over them real quick because it's fun to see how good the Jazz play when they're just like not even trying and just blowing through a bad team. Um, but they, they actually shot less than the, net, than the Nets, but they made more. Uh, they made 23 three-pointers, which is awesome. And like, um, I don't know. The, I'll hop over the box score. I want to see who all made them. Because I, sa- I, I came to the game late, and then by the time it was like halfway through the third, I I stopped paying attention and I did like ten percent of my attention was on the game and, and the rest was on uh, finishing some homework because I knew what was happening and it was just garbage time for almost the entire second half. But let's look at the threes. Uh, Royce O'Neal hit one. Um, Bojan he had a good shooting game tonight, which is awesome. Um, he was four for six from three. Five for eight from the field with 18 points. So, hope like it was against a really bad team. So maybe against tougher defenses, he can't keep that up. But maybe that's a sign that his his shot will be coming back. Um, Gobert didn't hit any threes, unfortunately. But we got Conley with uh, three for six. Mitchell five for eight. Niang was five for eight. Um, the downside. So like we had some really good shooting performances there. Uh, Bojan, Conley, Mitchell, and Yang were all really good. Conley and Ingles. And I, I see a comment from Will Jensen where he mentions Conley was one for fifty. Uh, um, Clarkson, sorry. Uh, but um, Clarkson and Ingles did not shoot well. Uh, Clarkson was one for fifteen, one for eleven from three. I don't know what's up. Uh, he like Clarkson. He does four shots, and that's 
kind of his game. The shots that I was watching, though, like some of them were forced. That's what he does. But they weren't anywhere. I just thought that was a terrible shot. So hopefully, like, he's kind of been off for the past few games. So hopefully he gets back. Uh, that was a rough night for him. He still, like, he still played 21 minutes. He contributed in other ways, even if it didn't pop up on the box score. But we need to see more from Clarkson because that's really his role. And Ingles, um, I don't know, like, he hit a good three, I think it was in the first quarter, uh, a nice corner three, but I guess nothing else dropped. I actually noticed early on he came out aggressive and he wanted to shoot, and after he missed a few, he was giving up shots. Uh, there was one play, I think it was still in the first quarter, where they got it to him, and this is like, because he's the kind of guy where the second he touches the ball, he'll shoot it. Um, if you want a quick little shooting lesson, when you shoot a basketball, a lot of times what happens is, uh, or like, like what shooting coaches say, it's hard to demonstrate cause you only see my like, shoulders, but you take the ball and, and you see a lot of good shooters. They take the, they catch the pass. They bring it down to their stomach, which is called the dip. Uh, if you don't, if you guys know this, like, just let me know, but like, that's the dip. And then you, when you dip. That kind of lets you square the ball up in your hands. It lets you square your feet up, look at the basket. That gets you ready for the shot. And then you go with your shot motion. And, and Joe Inglesey still does that. I've noticed he's done it a lot less, though, because his shot is kind of funky. It's up above his head. So with the dip, and then he brings it up with his left hand, obviously, and that kind of funky shot way up above his head, it takes a little more time. So I've noticed he's gotten a lot better at the catching it at his face and then just shooting it from there. So (laughs) that's a really long explanation for me saying that he caught the ball. He likes to shoot it immediately, but he gave the pass, even though he had the space for the shot after he started missing, which um, in a game like this, where they're blowing them out, I want to see Joe Ingles shoot those uh, just like work himself. Like if he gets into slump this game, work himself out of the slump this game. So it doesn't go carry over to next game. Um, But yeah, I like I'm I'm sure he he's the kind of shooter that he he's had slumps in the past but it hasn't been anything terrible. Um lots of threes from the Jazz. That was really the entire strategy. Um Gobert had a couple cool dunks, obviously. Like all the starters were limited minutes when it was a blowout. The last like 8 minutes of the game was just um bench warmers coming in the game. Which means that we did see um, Ilias over for a few minutes. We only got four minutes from him, so I won't spend much time on that. I'm I'm hoping we can see a game where he gets at least ten minutes, so we can kind of feel how he fits with the team with the system. Because um, I don't know, he he could just be a bench warmer, but I think he like what we've seen from him in the past as a player. He could be a contributing role player. Um, but I don't. I I feel like. Um, the Jazz are kind of testing out some, like uh, Brantley. Don't know his story. Haven't followed that. Maybe I've. Maybe he's been around for a while and I haven't been following that. Um, so let me know if I'm. I'm just at fault there. But um, he he kind of got split with those power forward minutes when it was garbage time and Ilyasova came in. Um, I'll get to the comments here real quick. Uh, I, I said there wasn't much to analyze, but like one one quick point I wanted to bring up for the Jazz. Is interestingly enough, and this 
because this is like this is not a team in a lineup that we would ever play with how many injuries uh, it comes to in the playoffs and plus it's in the nets so we'll only see them if it's in the finals and i'm guessing everyone's going to be healthy by then um but the interesting thing is like like gobert was good he did his thing but i noticed especially first half which i said i was paying attention to more um when favors was in we did a lot better and like gobert he did his thing but there are times when gobert was in and like um the nets were playing a much smaller lineup when gobert was in and uh, they didn't really play deandre jordan much except for at the very beginning so yeah um i thought that was interesting obviously that that doesn't tell us much but it does tell us that um like before the season Nate and I were really hyped about what Derek Favors brings for this team. And, and that was just like a little glimpse at, uh, cause I don't think we've given him much love, especially after the, the jazz took off and started playing really well because his stats haven't been great, but I think he's another one of those players that having, having him there without him on the team, uh, we, I'm sure we'd still be like pretty high up in the West, but it, I'm sure there'd be some games that slipped and, and maybe we'd be a, a two or three seed instead of a one at this point. Um, that being said, I don't know. Yeah, not a ton more. I wanted to dig into this one. Uh, it was kind of a garbage game for most of it. Uh, we got to see a lot of threes, though, so that was fun. Uh, I'll hop into the comments. Um, if you want to like keep the live chat going, uh, that that's what makes this fun. If you haven't liked the video, like it right now. It, it helps um, helps YouTube show that people like this. They're enjoying the content, and it will bring more people to the video, which will get the live chat going more, and that makes it even more fun. So, um, yeah, make sure to like the video if you haven't. Um, yeah, we won by a ton. Um, Johnson for the Nets, he did pretty good. Um, yeah, I the Nets lineup was just funky. I couldn't follow anything, but. He was their highest scorer. He had 23 points. Uh, he was really efficient, 11 for 15. 15 rebounds as well. Is is he that... Is uh, Let me pull him up. Is he the like young center that they have? Um, ESPN has been really slow, so this might take a while. I might have to fill some time. I have to... Um, oh, no. I was thinking of someone else, but yeah, he did play good. Um, so good for the Nets for having having him as they at least hopefully they can trust him as a role player because they are really depleted. We might see a trade though with the trade deadline being tomorrow. Um, so that's something to look out for. That that'll be exciting to see anything that goes down in the next. I don't know. Tw- I don't know what deadline is, but twenty four hours or so. This time tomorrow, we should have all the news. I don't think it's midnight tomorrow. I think it's like 3 p.m. or something. Um, talked about Clarkson not shooting well. Hopefully that fixes. Uh, hopefully that gets fixed. Um, hi, I, I just ran back from the arena to my apartment to watch you guys. Sweet. Love it. Uh, so you, you made it to the game, I'm guessing. Like, that, that, like, I feel like blowouts when your team wins... 
it's like both fun because you're watching your team win, especially when you go and like you can kind of kind of enjoy that. But a blowout is always kind of like, especially if you don't go to a ton of games, it can kind of be annoying. But I'm glad that you got to go to the game. Uh, it's going, going to an NBA game, especially like a jazz game, is fun no matter what. Uh, Sawyer, Sawyer Weston say that Nate and I should play one one one. Uh, we have not played like Nate and I haven't played basketball together in a long time. Um, I don't know if we even have the resources to, like make even a decent video with that, but maybe we'll play sometime and then let you know, let you guys know how it goes. Um, I remember one time we were, I forget the situation. I don't know if it was like a open gym or whatever. And we were like, before it started, they just like go shoot around, go mess around. They didn't really care before we actually started playing games <laughs> and, and I forget what game it was, but like, uh, it, whether it was horse or whatever, and Nate just decided to take this. Uh, I I don't know, like I don't remember this game. It was weird rules because it's like wherever the you pick up the ball, you have to shoot it from there, and then if you make it, someone. So it's like some weird hybrid horse game, and then like the next person in line has to, if you make it, has to copy that shot. So Nate was like, I don't know, fifteen feet away from the basket, but he was behind the basket, and those it's those weird ones where it's like the bar and then like that two triangle bars going up and he somehow fitted in there and made it and I was next so he got me out that way it probably made no sense but it's just one time Nate made a crazy shot and he he beat me in a game that way and it was annoying because he could not make that shot twice in a row (laughs) um cool yeah kind of went off there um sorry Parker yeah faves did good uh, I I didn't look at his stats to see exactly what um, he did for box score. Yeah, he had 10 rebounds, 6 points. That's what I like to see from him. 2 blocks, that's great. But uh, like like the eye test, I, I felt like he impacted the game. Obviously, like I don't know how much, how huge of an impact it was because the Jazz just outmatched the Nets tonight. But um, I did... I, the whole team played better when he was out on the floor is what I'm trying to get at. Um, so the, the Nets might be saving a strategy for the playoffs. I don't know what they're doing. Um, I know Harden was day-to-day. I, I was kind of hoping he would play. Just because, like, at this point, the Jazz are getting closer and closer to that lock of the one seed. Obviously, they've had a rough stretch. But other teams aren't playing particularly great either. Uh, so I want to see the Jazz play fully healthy teams, even if it means a few more losses in the regular season to get them prepped. Harden was injured, so I don't think, like, I think there was just, they knew, I don't know if he was ready to play or if they if he wasn't cleared yet. But I wouldn't be surprised if they thought, okay, the Jazz are a tough team. If we throw Harden out, We'll need everything he has even to try to win, so we might as well just take the loss and give the minutes to the younger guys, which isn't a bad strategy uh, for the Nets at this point. Um, Blake Griffin, he was questionable. I don't know how long out he's supposed to be. Kyrie Irving should be returning soonish, and same with Kevin Durant. So the, the Nets are really just depleted right now injury-wise, uh, and they might be holding some players out just because the Jazz are a tougher win. Um, I was hearing on on the the broadcast that 
the Nets might be looking at bringing Harden and Griffin back next game. And so maybe that was a strategy. Maybe that was just they didn't want to uh, show their, their full strength, even though it, would, it wouldn't even be half strength just with those two back. But maybe they didn't want to show some new strategies against a really tough team like that for a probable loss either way to give them the strategy. So that, that's a thought that I'm guessing that was probably something that was going through their head. Um, oh, Johnson was on a 10-day contract. That's right. So, good, because he was the one who, ah, he's he's a role player, so it's like tough to follow the stories, but he was the one who was on the Pacers, I think, earlier this season. Um, And then he just got signed by the Nets. So, after a game like that, if if he at least plays decent for the next game or two, then I'm sure he'll get, like, a contract at least through the end of the season. So, so good for him. That's uh, that's kind of a cool story right there. Um, sources that Wesson beat me in pig and horse. I always hated. I don't know. I've no. I've like. I don't know. I don't really enjoy playing pig or horse. Um, that's not the part of basketball I enjoy. I enjoy that actual game flow and trying to figure that out. No, my flow says. Um, what do you think about Bojan? Um, Udoka 2020 so it's it's a trade proposal to, like just for some context so Bojan Doke 2022 first and second for John Collins and Tony Snell who's on an expiring to make the trade work so John Collins his contract is like correct me if I'm wrong John Collins is He's on a an expiring contract, but he's a restricted free agent, right? Um, or is he unrestricted this year? I know he's still pretty young. Um, and I know he's looking for max money. But So John Collins would definitely be an awesome addition to the Jazz. Like, like no question about that. I am... Honestly, from the Hawks' point of view... If they're trying to like, if they they know they're not going to sign Collins for a max, and he's probably going to get a max in this free agency, which means if the Jazz want him, it, even if he's restricted, they at least have to match that. Um. So, I think that would make the Jazz better. Obviously, we'd like we'd lose what Bojan brings because when Bojan is is on obviously he's like recently he's been in a slump um but when Bojan's on he's the kind of guy who hits those buzzer beaters and wins games so I think that's a really like that's a really good balanced trade I think the Hawks would um definitely look at that and consider it I I don't know if like because the Hawks are a young building team so I don't know if they would love the idea of getting Bojan as like the, the the big piece in the deal um and from the jazz perspective it would like be tough losing Bojan I think John Collins is a better talent than than Bojan is so that'd be really interesting the downside is I don't know if the jazz want to make the sacrifice to get another max contract because that's what they would need to keep Collins on long term and so if we could like figure out something to keep Collins on for less than max long term um, I would seriously consider that, but that—that's my big catch. Is the um, 
to give up Bojan, I would want, and, and a first, I would want something. Uh, and I guess the Jazz first really isn't that that great of a pick. But, yeah, I would want John Collins for multiple years for that. So that, that would be the catch there. And, okay, and, and you confirmed, yeah, he's on an expiring rookie deal. So it would be, he, he, he is a, a restricted. It's just with how the free agent market, like everyone got money ready for this market, but a lot of players that they thought would be available re-signed uh, with the biggest player, like the biggest name being Giannis. And so teams will have the money this summer, and so I'm sure John Collins will find a place to uh, sign for a max deal. So good for him, but uh, I don't think the Hawks are, are wanting to re-sign him for that, which I think they should for them. I don't know if I'd want the Jazz to do that. Um, Sora asks, uh, did you hear the J.J. Redick trade rumor? Um, I've been here. There's been a lot of trade rumors. I I didn't hear what the, the J.J. Redick trade rumor. I heard that he was up for, like, that he was getting thrown around in trade rumors. I did not hear what the actual trades were. Um, so if, if you have some specific ones there, that, that'd be interesting to hear. I, I'm really excited to see what happens. From what I was hearing most recently from Woj, we're going to see a lot happen tomorrow, especially if we get like a Lowry trade early on because a lot of teams are ra- waiting to see what happens with Lowry to make any further moves. Um, another trade idea. So, so Bojan Doak and a first for Aaron Gordon and Mo Bamba. Um, I'm like, my, my main concern with this one, cause I, I like Aaron Gordon and obviously like, like we've, something we've been saying is we need more athleticism and Aaron Gordon, obviously he's a big, but he can't, he's athletic to guard, um, athletic enough that he can, he can bring that to the table and Mo Bamba, we, we've kind of been we don't really have a real backup center unless you want to count favors. So that's kind of cool. Obviously he's not the kind of player that's going to be playing great minutes, but he's, he's shown some promise. Um, my main concern though, is I really like how the jazz are set up and, and the jazz are like so centered around the three that giving up Bojan for anyone who isn't like an awesome three point shooter is a really tough, tough trade for the Jazz right now. And uh, I would like Aaron Gordon, I would say, is a more talented player than Bojan, but just how like the, the system fit with Bojan, that's a tough one. Um, so in real life, I would say no to that one as well. And if it was like NBA 2K, um, I don't know. I'd. I'd be on the fence with the Aaron Gordon one. I'd probably take the John Collins one if it was like an NBA 2K situation. And uh, like they calculate fit in there, but it's like not really calculated as well. So that'd be interesting. Uh, so Sawyer, I'm guessing uh, you're saying the rumors are J.J. Redick might be traded to the Jazz or the Nets. I think like, I don't know if the Jazz are looking for... Oh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll get to the JJ Reddick one, but, um, so no, my flow, are, are you saying like, 
um, the like, Aaron, sorry, getting tongue tied. So Aaron Gordon shooting 39% from three on seven attempts. Um, I have like, that's interesting because like, I don't know, maybe I should follow other teams and like specific player stats, but that's, that would be interesting because if that's true, I'd I'd want to dig a little deeper into that. And I'm not like questioning that the stats wrong. I'm like, is it just he stands in the corner, or how does he get those threes? But still, seven attempts is a lot. Um, if he can be that kind of shooter, he like he's. I'm guessing he's still not even at his best shooting. Is um, he's not really at like Bojan's normal or best, but still that could be a really interesting one. And if the the Magic are really looking to sell. Um, that would be cool. There's other players on the Magic I would like as well. So maybe the Magic are, like, if the Jazz are even considering a trade, that might be something. Knowing how the Jazz work, though, I I don't think they're going to be trading any big pieces. Uh, and I haven't gotten any hints from that. But knowing that stat makes me like the Aaron Gordon trade a lot more. And, and I might lean into that. Uh, the, um... I don't know. The tough part is the trade deadline's tomorrow, and I'd, I'd want to like really dig into that and, and figure that out. But good thing I'm not the one needing to like actually make the deal. But uh, that does make it a lot more interesting um, because then you get Aaron Gordon, who like he's not really known for his defense, but he's athletic. He has size and he can shoot. Um, and so like you're just losing a better shooter. And, and kind of a, a clutch score when he's on. And, and that's the main benefits that Bojan brings. He He's not really a great defender. He's not really a ball handler. He does move really well off ball, which um, I don't know if Aaron Gordon is known for that, especially since like the, t- the magic. He's probably a, a pretty major part of the offense and has the ball in his hands a lot. Um, oh. So he he's thirty nine percent in four and a half attempts, not as good, but it's still almost forty percent, which is and he's taking plenty of game. It's not like um, that's probably around what Bojan's taking a game this year, honestly. Um, so I it would be cooler for a seven, but not not that huge of a drop. Okay, I'll jump over to the um JJ Redick, uh. So, sorry, you were saying that, that J.J. Redick, there's rumors that he'll get traded tomorrow to either the Jazz or the Nets, which is kind of perfect because we played the Nets tonight, so cool. Um, like I said, like so J.J. Redick, he is an incredible shooter, but he has a pretty sizable contract. Um, and so we would need to move someone like a Joe Ingles or a, a Jordan Clarkson or or someone like that who has a contract like that um i think we have a couple trade ex- exceptions but it wouldn't be enough to to make it work for jj reddick i don't think um correct me if i'm wrong but i, I last i was looking at it and from what i remember what jj reddick signed with the pelicans for i i think that's how it would work um so i would love to have jj reddick on the jazz i think it would fit perfectly with what's going on the tough part is who do we want to lose in order to get him um and and like it's is it worth trading one of those pieces even if like 
you get a little bit better with JJ Reddick? Is it worth kind of disrupting things, especially since they're going pretty good, uh, just to get that that little bit better on the court? If it might, I don't think it would hurt anything major off the court. It just might, I like change and like, um, since the team seems to be pretty close this year, losing a friend like um, can make things a little tougher for the team and and add a little extra stress. So I would like I think it would be cool if the Jazz got JJ. I don't think they'll they'll really try to make any serious move, and I don't think the Pelicans are just looking to get rid of him to get something. I think they'd want some sort of um, either young piece or pick or or someone who can fill in a, another need for their team. That being said, the Nets are sold all in on this season, and so. The Nets might be willing to trade some more picks, even though they gave up a ton to get James Harden. They might be willing to trade. Um, they do have some young pieces, and maybe that's what they're trying to do tonight is kind of show off some of their young pieces. Maybe that was part of their strategy to make, maybe increase their trade value a little bit to to get someone like J.J. Redick. But J.J. Redick on the Nets would be an awesome fit. That would be kind of scary because you have you have your three superstars, who are all excellent shooters. You have Joe Harris, who's an excellent shooter, and J.J. Redick, who's an excellent shooter. And so they would just be like, um, when those any of those players are in, they're just th- shooting threes all the time. And, and that basically means that when Joe Harris is out, J.J.'s in, and they're both good enough to play plenty of minutes, so you'll get both of them on the court at times. And imagine that as a defense where you have to have two of your defenders glued to JJ Redick and Joe Harris because you can't give them any space in the three-point line and then uh, like you only have three other defenders for the other team like and then on offense you can like run some motion and you can easily get a layup with that going on or you have to play help defense and it leaves one of those guys open on the three-point line and you're going to be giving up a, if you're giving Joe Harris or JJ Redick an open three that's going to be in probably pretty close to 50% of the time when they're open. So that makes it really tough on defense. Um, no more flow uh, says Donovan has finally found his groove. That's like, honestly, well, even with 27 minutes, he scored 27 points. If this was a normal game and he kept scoring at that pace, he'd be well over 30 with the number of minutes he usually gets. And the three games before this, he had like two 30-point games and a 40-point game. So, and and tonight, um, I don't know. Like, w- I love it because I'm seeing that consistent upper 20s, 30s scoring from Donovan. Excuse me. Um, with his five-plus rebounds and assists. Which, if he keeps that up, that's, that's all-star starter numbers right there. And and then if he just boosts, if he can keep that up all season for here, and then if he can boost it up next season, that's like MVP conversation stats, honestly. So if if he can if he can keep this and then slightly improve upon it, then um, that's huge for Donovan and his career and for the Jazz. Uh, another thing that I noticed from um, specifically from this game, actually, I've been kind of picking up on it all season. But I noticed several examples in this game, is, is what I should say. But Donovan Mitchell, late shot clock, ISO situations, he's really clutch. Um, 
he'll shoot a shot that I think is a bad shot and it goes in when it's in that situation. So I love having that kind of guy on the jazz because uh, you just know he's, he's built for those big moments. So I love that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I, I started at the beginning saying that there wasn't a ton to analyze here, but, um, I guess I picked up a, a lot of little things from there. Um, Norma Flo asks, uh, do you think Rudy will be defensive player of the year? If he doesn't get it, he would be robbed. Ben Simmons ain't got nothing on Rudy's impact. Um, I, I agree with you with the second part, I think. And, and honestly, I don't follow all NBA teams as closely as I wish I could. Um, so I may be off there. I, I may be missing out on some people, but with what I'm seeing with the Jazz, and we've talked about it several times on this channel, Rudy Gobert, take him out, and the Jazz aren't anything close to what they are right now. Um, he he anchors the team on defense well, and, and offense as well, and so I think he is 100% the best defensive player in the league this year, and he is, he like would be robbed if he didn't get it. Um, that being said, like, and I think Simmons is an excellent defender, but like you said, nothing compared to Rudy's impact. Um, and, and the tough part is, um, that with these awards, there's always bias to the better teams, but (laughs) both these players aren't excellent teams. So I could totally see it going to Simmons um, which would just probably create a mini rivalry between the 76ers and the Jazz as long as Simmons is on the Jazz um, because of the whole Mitchell-Simmons situation in their rookie years. Um, but I think I think Rudy will win it. If he doesn't, I think Simmons is great, but he doesn't deserve it compared to Rudy. And if Simmons wins it, it's just because Rudy's already won two more and people get bored of giving it to the same person. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts. I'm, I'm pretty sure like pretty close to like, I bet if I were to ask you when you were on here, I I bet you'd say something pretty similar from, um, how you worded the question. Um, but just above that, uh, I went with, uh, Sawyer, you asked an off topic question, but I went with the on topic one, even though it came a little later. So I can, I'll get off topic now. Uh, so your off topic question is, uh, what's my favorite uh, type of cracker <laughs> I don't know I've never is that the question you're trying to ask I don't know if I've ever given crackers or types of crackers a thought um, I don't know to tell tell me yours and and then um uh, may, maybe I'm just missing out on a whole world of types of crackers out there <laughs> um so, so Weston says, uh, did you hear the JJ, uh, Reddick rumors? Um, yeah, I, I think you must have just missed that. I, I talked about it a, a few minutes ago, but, uh, basically to like sum up what I was talking about with JJ Reddick, I think he would be awesome on the jazz, but I think it's doubtful that the jazz are going to give the pieces necessary to make that work. Um, if they can make it work without getting like, without giving up a, uh, piece that 
plays major minutes on the regular basis, then I think that would be awesome. And that would like, um, I feel like a whole new team. If, if we can keep the, the core of both the bench and the, and the starting lineup, but then add JJ Redick in there, um, that would be really interesting. It's just going to be really tough to do that. So, um, and we talked about the, another team in the rumors were, were the Nets. And I feel like the Nets have um, more pieces that the Pelicans might be interested in. And they're more sold all in on this season, which I feel like the Jazz know that they're really good this season, but they know they have a future because they've locked in their two stars uh, for a long time. And it doesn't look like they're getting injured anytime soon. So um, that was kind of my take on it. Um, Rudy's a top 10 player. I feel like, um, yeah, so no, my flow, he said Rudy's a top 10 player. I feel like that's, a, that would be a fun debate. Um, cause I can 100% understand both sides of that. I feel like most of the NBA community would 100% disagree with that. Uh, even though he is getting more and more respect, um, because when you think of top 10 players, I don't know, that list starts filling up really fast because they're thinking of like biggest stars. And so then you throw in Anthony Davis, um, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, uh, the three stars on Brooklyn. Um, and, uh, they probably throw in like Luca. I don't know. And there's, there's two spots left and I'm sure you can name five or six other people that, that could fit in there. Um, but Rudy is a different kind of star. And and so, um, the, the conversation will come down to like, how do you define top 10? And if it's like just overall impact on the game, win, lose, um, I think that there's a lot that even advanced stats maybe don't pick up as well as, as they could. And I'm not an expert on advanced stats, so maybe... Maybe that's just ridiculous to say, but um, that like like you said the or or the, like we were talking about earlier, the impact that Rudy has on the Jazz is so huge that um, it, even if you talk about like and the Jazz being a top team in the league, and you talk about which player like you remove one player from any team and it makes them considerably worse, that might be the one of like. I don't know if it'd be the biggest, but it'd be one of the biggest. Like if you were to remove one player from every team that you think it's like a Jenga tower that if, if they're gone, the team is nothing like they would be. And, and so like for the Lakers, you'd probably remove Anthony Davis um, or LeBron James. You can have the argument trailblazers. You'd, you'd remove Damian Lillard. And for the jazz, you'd remove Rudy Gobert. I think the jazz would still be, um, playoff contenders and probably in the playoffs without him but they wouldn't have a like a realistic dream of making it past the first round without Rudy Gobert so that that is an interesting conversation um it's probably a lot easier to have with jazz fans uh it'd be it'd be really interesting to have with um a mix of fans from like, like a pretty equal distribution of fans from all over the NBA um and, and see if they like how the general NBA feels if they, if they could agree with Rudy's a top 10 player or, or if they, um, think that was a crazy statement. Um, 
Sawyer asks, uh, who's who are my MVP picks? Because uh, LeBron is out. And also, do you think the Rookie of the Year will be LaMelo? I haven't been following Rookie of the Year race. What I've seen is LaMelo's been really good, and there haven't been any other like huge standouts. I know Anthony Edwards has been good in um, Minnesota, but I would say it's from what I've seen and, and my opinion on the Rookie of the Year isn't great because I haven't been following rookies super closely, but I would guess it's probably LaMelo. And MVP picks... Um, I don't think like like I'll say this just just for fun, but I don't think he will. Um, so this isn't my pick, but I think Donovan Mitchell, if he continues the level of play that he's playing right now for the rest of the season, you're going he'll probably get some votes. Um, is what I'm going to say. But as far as my MVP pick, and um, I don't know. This is probably not popular, especially with Jazz fans, but it's, I think it's going to be James Harden as long as he doesn't miss too many more games, um, which is which would be really interesting because he started off the season like fine, but then and then he was traded midseason and then he went off and I don't know if there's been any player who won an MVP after being traded midseason, but I think he's like before he was injured he was playing like the MVP of the league. So, and I think, um, the, because media is, uh, is it only media or I don't, at least they have a huge say the media. And I know a lot of them are, um, rooting for someone from the nets or, or something like that, that I think they would like that, <clears throat> like that story and, and James Harden getting traded. I think they'd like that story as well. So that might even give him a boost in this case. Um, So Weston says um, the Jazz have a free ah sorry Jazz have a free roster spot I think um, I haven't I think they still do I haven't heard of any signings um, I think like I don't know they have because their bench is yeah so I think they do I don't know who's who'd be available. I think after the trade deadline, you'll see some um, some new free agents get it, um, like some new players get bought out, and so maybe the Jazz are saving a spot just for that to see if they can get um, a player like that on their team. So that, that's what I would expect to see is is maybe in a couple weeks we might see the um, some players get bought out, be available to sign with a new team, and and the Jazz might go after something there. Um. Sawyer, Sawyer Parker, um, he's kind of dreaming, but says, um, I know this won't happen, but Lillard can go to Utah. That would be cool. Um, I don't think Lillard would ever leave the Trailblazers, but anywhere, like, if he were to go to Utah, that would be, I would love that. Uh, I've, because, like, obviously he, he went to college. He came and played at Weber State. And so I'm sure a lot of fans in Utah, uh, myself included, have been following Damian Lillard since his rookie year and have been rooting for him. So it's been awesome to see where he's at. If he comes back to Utah, like that would be a ridiculous team. Um, (laughs) 
Um, cool, 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 cool. So, LeBron, um, Jiggy says, LeBron for MVP, dude has been playing insanely well, and take his age into account along with not having AD due to, due to an injury. I, th- I think LeBron, like, uh, I haven't followed it super closely. I know he's out for a good amount of time, and so if he misses too much, that might that might take him out. I do think that I, LeBron's ridiculous. Like he, <laughs> as as much as like I, I feel like a lot of the league, uh, it's like mixed feelings. Some play, some fans love him just because of how great he is, and you have to admit how great he is. But a lot of fans don't love him because he's just been the guy standing in the way the whole time. They just wanted to get through LeBron, so. And he's been playing great this season. So it's hard to argue against LeBron for MVP. I think the main argument would be if he misses too much time due to injury, then um, it'd, it'd be tough to give it to him at that point. Um, did you hear Denver wants Lonzo and is offering Bull Bull on the trade package? That Honestly, like moves like that for Denver, I think, are pretty smart. Because uh, Denver... They have quite a bit of young talent, but they're kind of in a win-now mode. And so Bull Bull, he has a lot of potential. He might not turn into anything. Um, So if they can turn Bull Bull into, so they can stop worrying about developing talent into someone who's more developed. And uh, Lonzo's kind of an interesting case because a lot of people think he's kind of a bust. I think he adds a lot of value, especially when you have talent around him. So... I think that would be an interesting deal, and I think those are the kind of deals Denver should look for. Is um, they have Jokic in his prime right now? They need to get the right pieces around Jokic. They can't worry about um, developing players. I know it it might be selling a bit of your future, but I would rather if I if I were a Nuggets fan, I would rather sell pieces of my future for a championship, like in the next four years, than just have a good team but never win a chip. Uh, just because you're you're focusing a little too much on the on the future. Um, Source says Harden is good at shooting, but plays no defense. You don't need defense to win an MVP. <laughs> but I think uh, I think when it comes playoff time, especially if the Nets are all healthy, you're going to see Harden play defense and I think when it comes down to and this is my opinion, I may be completely wrong and you can roast me if I'm wrong and it comes to it. But I think you'll play you'll see Harden play good defense. Uh and and I think you'll be kinda surprised at how good of a defender Harden can be when he really puts that effort in on the defensive end. Um and honestly, I I can't blame Harden for playing no defense in, in Houston. I, I know he did have a lot of like low lights shacked in the fool moments where it just looked like he fell asleep on defense which he probably did a couple times but when when you're responsible to score 40 points a game in order for your team to win and that's just like you're putting all your energy on the offensive end even like if i'm your coach i don't want you like because defense is more effort than like uh skill and so if i'm your coach especially Harden, who has a history of, um, like, 
he kind of gets tired, especially with like longer games or when it comes down to the wire, you see him get burnt out. So if I'm the coach, I, I would almost tell Harden to like relax on defense, let the other team pick up the slack and then, and you're going to pick up your slack on the offensive end. So on like not necessarily to defend Harden, but I feel like that, that reputation is um, more of a meme than like actual, actual truth that he's just a bad player because he doesn't play defense. Um, Wesson says that Lonzo Ball um, low-key sucks. I don't know. I'd say this, the jury's still out. I, 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 a lot of people think that they that he's had enough time. I think, like, obviously he's he's not a great shooter, but I think he has good court vision. He has good handles. He is, he, he's like, he's kind of like a Rondo kind of type. Um, except for he's not nearly as good as Rondo was when when Rondo was younger. Um, but put, putting that kind of point guard around the right talent um, can really amplify your talent and can really amplify that point guard. So um, I would like to see him surrounded by um, more mature players and, and see him in, in like a championship contention scenario and, and see how he performs there. If he doesn't perform then, then, then I'll probably give up on him. Um, Royce O'Neal is one of my favorite players. He's grown a lot on me this year. He hustles. He plays great defense. Um, he he hits down threes when he's open. Um, I don't know. He he's honestly, I want I want to see him stay in Utah for a long time. But he's the kind of player that, with how he's been playing this year, championship contenders are going are want players like Royce O'Neal so he he may be more valuable once his contract is up as long as he he keeps us up keeps improving and um obviously doesn't get injured um sources Lonzo is so overhyped that's true all, all of the ball brothers were overhyped except for LaMelo we'll see how he pans out he's been good but he's had a lot of rookie mistakes so far so we'll see how that goes um, Jiggy says Lonzo is great this season. After getting beat by his brother, he has changed his game a lot. Actually, his shot is better, and he's um, shooting a higher percentage than the last few seasons. Yeah, I'm, I remember, like, I, I don't remember where I heard it. Whether it's like a video or I read an article on something, but I remember a lot of people were surprised that Lonzo was actually playing pretty good this season because a lot of people predicted with uh, um, Stan Van Gundy him coming in being the coach. They thought that Lonzo Ball would not fit in that system, but he's he's fitting in like um so I I'm rooting for him because I know he was overhyped and like I was kinda of rooting against him at first, but then when everyone gave up on him and and after I watched some of his film actually in the NBA, I I like that style of pure point guard, so if if he can pull it off, then that might give some hope that there could be more successful pure point guards, which I me personally, I think it's it's fun to watch. Um, I don't know. Some people think it's boring. So um, NBA teams just care what wins. So we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. Right now, there's not a ton of pure point guards. So I don't know if that's just lack of availability or um, teams are looking for more out of their point guards now. Um, okay. So the um. I'm probably a little, I'm probably like two steps behind where the live chat is, but, uh, 
poll on Instagram. Who would you rather take, Kyrie or Allen Iverson? Um, I'd take AI. I don't know. Um, benefits to both. Um, yeah, I'd I'd probably t- take Iverson nine times out of ten. Um, I'm trying to think of like the scenarios of when I would want to take Kyrie over Iverson, but in almost every case, I'd rather Iverson because, um, like like Kyrie, he's he's better at ball handling. Um, and I probably, he's a better passer, but he's also not like the most willing passer in the world, which is kind of interesting. And Iverson, he's not the most willing passer in the world, but I'd rather the ball in his hands when it comes to someone needing to score than, than Kyrie Irving, even though both of them are great at it. Um, but cool. I'm, I'm really surprised this, like, Guys, thanks for hopping on. I'm surprised the stream lasted this long, especially for a blowout win against the Nets when when the whole Nets team was injured. So um it's kind of weird like uh yeah, it's kind of interesting. I feel like a lot of the Jazz um their like nationally televised games turn out to be like duds because of injuries or something like that. <laughs> Weston, you saw it coming. Um, but yeah, I, great game guys. Thanks for coming up, coming out. Sorry. Um, I I was hoping for more from this game. I was hoping Harden would play, but I'll take the W. And with that being said, the next game is against the Grizzlies on Friday. So make sure to tune in after that game. That should be a lot of fun. I expect the Jazz to win. Um, the Grizzlies are a fun team to watch. Uh, again, I haven't followed the injury super close, so maybe it'll be another dud because the, the Grizzlies might be injured as well. But um, thanks for being here. Thanks for liking the video. Thanks for keeping the chat fun. And I'll see you all on Friday night. Thanks. Have a good night.